to the Current in Cast podcast. This isn't the same old political or review podcast. Instead, this podcast is about current events, sports, technology, life, and yes, whiskey. So pour yourself a good drink or just imagine yourself doing so and join us for the next hour or so in Lubbock, Texas. I'm Chad Hasty, and in Nashville, Tennessee, he's Matt Martin, and it's time for another episode of Current and Cask. And Matt, I ask you this, Rye Night. Rye Night, it is Rye Night. Hey, I got a question yeah. for you. Yes. What is another name? I found this out today. What's another name for a groundhog? Uh, rodent. That's true, but we have we have another name. Fat rat. <laughs> Groundhog, fairy dog, uh, giant rodent with a good PR company. You ready for this, Chad? Whistle yes. pig. Oh, really? Yep. In fact, uh, whistle pig is out of Vermont, and even though they put a big old pig on the front, uh, a lot of people apparently believe that a groundhog, uh, the name Whistlepig, is what they got the name from. Is that true? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but I do know that Whistlepig is another name for a groundhog. I didn't know that until today, though. I had no idea. I didn't I, I guess it, it's, I guess it's a good thing that we're talking about Whistlepig today. It says, uh, so, of course, this is Google. Why is a groundhog called a Whistlepig? The name Whistlepig, which is most common in Appalachia, stems from groundhog's habit of making a high-pitched whistling sound, usually as huh. a warning to other groundhogs when they feel threatened. Interesting. So, there you go. Whistlepig. Now, right. See, now, you learn something new every day. Today we are drinking Whistlepig 10-year. Now, I think both, both of ours is um, a single-barrel uh, select, but whistle pig rye is a rye made of a hundred percent rye. Now, to be a rye whiskey, you only have to do fifty-one percent rye. I don't. It's the same thing as like a a bourbon only has to be fifty-one percent corn. Rye only has to be fifty-one percent rye. But whistle pig is actually made from a hundred percent unmalted rye. Right now, it's sourced out of Canada. So it's it's kind of a Canadian whiskey, but it actually comes from Vermont. So take that however you want to, but that's that's how it, it gets to us. Um, Whistlepig. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna no, say. Well, go ahead. ahead. Whistlepig was actually started by Raj Bakta, who sold Whistlepig and is now doing his own company called Bakta. So, hmm. but anyway, Whistlepig is. I've always been a fan of Whistle Pig. Um, it's one of those that you're like, rye, uh, some people love rye, some people don't like rye, but I, I really like Whistle Pig. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of retrying this for the first time in a while. I, I have not been, there, there was a time a few years ago when I was on a big rye kick, and I really haven't been. Uh, for probably about three or four years, I haven't been on a big rye kick. I've been, you know, just kind of going back to, uh, you know, regular bourbon. But um, you know, there was a while, there was a time where I was just, I was loving everything rye uh, that was coming out. But Whistle Pig, it, it's one of those, and I actually had a listener on on my uh, radio show 
who asked me, they, they sent in a text and they asked, you know, what I, my thoughts about whistle pig. And I really don't have a lot of thoughts, you know, as prevalent as whistle pig is. Um, it's, it's almost as though, and you know, I'm not trying to be too critical or anything right off the bat, but to me, they're very proud of what they put out. Yes. And sometimes I think it can be a little bit overrated for Mm -hmm. what it actually is. And I, I kind of feel like sometimes they put out so much stuff. I'm wondering if if they kind of overextend themselves a little bit, but still, I mean, it, I, I know it's a very popular product. Yeah, uh, and it's it's not the least expensive product out there either. No, I mean, Whistle Pig, you can get the what is it, the uh, six year, which is they call it uh, piggyback. Yeah, and uh, I have I don't remember trying that. It's but I think it's around fifty dollars. But when you start getting into the 10-year and stuff, you're looking at an $80 or so MSRP um, up to $100. Uh, I've seen it. Uh, yeah. And then you start getting into the 12-year, and you're talking about, I think um, I saw one as high as $200 the other day. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can get it around 150 is probably about, where it is and then you can get 15 years $300 they've got an 18 year uh pushing 400 450 they got a 21 year and it just keeps going up and then they also have the uh, the boss hog which is kind of their their big yearly release and uh it's usually anywhere between 6 and 800 dollars when you find it so yeah i mean they've got a lot going on but it is uh, it is one of those more expensive whiskeys. Yeah. And so last week on the podcast, we said we were going to try a rye this week. And so here we go. Uh, we are uh, we're, we're going with uh, with the Whistle Pig. Uh, what is it? The uh, single barrel. Single, single barrel, barrel rye uh, this, uh, this week. So pour yourself a glass and cheers on that one. And just to give credit, I got this single barrel out at Specs there in Lubbock on uh, on Slide Road. So, right there you go. All right, all right. So, uh, of course, if you're new to the podcast, uh, what we like to do here is not only uh, have a, a drink of whiskey, uh, and then uh, at the very end of the podcast, we'll go through and review it, uh, share a few thoughts, our thoughts on uh, the podcast uh, on the uh, the the whiskey that we're trying, but also. I like to mix in a little bit of news and a little bit of current events, sports, all that kind of good stuff. And uh, Matt, we are uh, what uh, just a, a, a week away or so uh, from the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, for those it. who are uh, who are going to be uh, you know downloading the podcast, we're uh, going to be uh, uh, throwing this out there the weekend of the Pro Bowl. Uh, which uh, I'm not sure if anyone cares about the Pro Bowl. You mean uh, the f- <laughs> where the NFL players play flag football? Yeah, I will say this. It was more entertaining last year with the flag football, with the players all mic'd up, and they were actually having fun. And the skills challenge, I, I thought it was kind of interesting. So it's better than it was. Uh, it's not as good to, as to it honest, used to be, most, Chad. No, I mean, most most of the most of the All-Star games kind of, eh, whatever. Yeah, but the old school Pro Bowl where you had the NFC versus the AFC, you know, in full gear, ready to go. I mean, not bad. 
this? Yeah, I, oh. I don't know. It, it kind of sucked because you didn't like the major players didn't want to play in it because they didn't want to get hurt. Which, yeah, you kind of understand that. And I think you should be part know, of their just, contract. It, yeah, it just kind of lost its luster. It did. Uh, so I kind of, I kind of like what they're doing now. They're trying to change it up, do a few different things. And I think they should have just dumped it. Yeah, they probably should. But you know, as, if they're going to keep making money off of it, <laughs> the NFL is going to keep doing it. Uh, they, uh, they, they, they don't care if it's a great product, just as long as people watch and or show up and pay a lot of money that that's what they're, they're all about. That's true. It's an entertainment industry. They, uh, they, they, they want that. So, uh, the, so after the pro bowl, of course, you've got the, uh, the super bowl and the Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. Officially, Matt, the most expensive Super Bowl in history. No, oh, and you got your tickets, right? I mean, um, you're going to be right there in Las Vegas. Yeah, so we're going to be in Vegas, and and I've had to I've had to tamper down some uh, uh, some enthusiasm that I've heard from people who are very excited that I'm going to Vegas uh, with uh, with our family. Uh, and, and they think that I'm going to the Super Bowl game. Mm-hmm. We're not. <laughs> we're not going to the game itself. Uh, we're going to the the uh, the the parties around the game, if you will. And now, Chad, if you I mean to go to the game, I don't. I don't know how much it would cost. I think uh, you know. Maybe we can discuss that. But you know, you could always take out a second mortgage on your home. Yeah, you would have to take out a second mortgage uh, on, on your home. <laughs> the uh, the average price for a ticket to go to the Super Bowl. Do you want to take a guess? Do you want uh, me to tell you what last year's was? Like uh, two thousand. Okay. <laughs> I don't wait, know. Wait, wait, two thousand last year or two thousand this year. year? Last year, I was doing last year. Oh no, Matt! No? Last year's average ticket, uh, the cheapest. Excuse me. Uh-huh. The uh, the cheapest ticket last year was five thousand dollars nine hundred and five thousand nine hundred ninety seven dollars, and that was the one behind the pole. That was yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was last year's ticket. Okay. Uh, the average price for the uh, Super Bowl this year nine thousand uh, dollar nine thousand eight hundred dollars. Who, who's paying this? Uh, lots of corporations. I was going to say you know tickets. that well. I think there's a lot of flippers paying for them because I don't think they paid. They didn't pay that for the beginning. Oh, no, that's the cost to get in. That's that's the that is the cost to. So that's not the StubHub cost. No, that's not that the is f- the flipping cost. That is the price for the uh, Allegiant Stadium to get into the game. Uh, see that they, they've they might as well. Uh, no, I mean they might as well say none of y'all nobodies are allowed in here. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, let's say the 2020, uh, game was previously the most expensive Super Bowl on record, uh, which had an average purchase price of $6,370. Those tickets were 35% less expensive than this year's matchup. Uh, according to CNN, one major factor for the sky high prices is Las Vegas quote. It's uh, Vegas is a big factor for the record high demand. Uh, because of its location, it's turning a three-hour game into a week full of festivities for fans attending. Because yeah, everyone likes to go to Vegas. Uh, let's see. As usual, ticket prices may decline as the game gets closer, with resellers 
looking to offload their seats for lower prices. Uh, TickPick noticed last year that uh, there was fatigue for some chief fans. They said the city could very well convince fans to attend regardless. See, you just have to wait. Yeah, well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go. My plan is on Super Bowl Sunday, and my family doesn't know this yet, but my plan on Super Bowl Sunday, I'm just going to go outside the stadium and wait and see if I can get in. Huh. And I think as a member of the media, I, I maybe I can get a credential. Well, I was kind of wondering if uh, you could pretend to be a Swifty. Well, I think that's everybody now. Yeah. Everybody is pretending to be a Swifty. So, that I mean, I, I don't think that would work. I don't think that would uh, let me get in. But I, I think if, if I said I was a member of the media, which technically I am, I, I mean, think maybe maybe you, I could cover the game. You are, but uh, I, I think I think they have like media credentials sent out long before the actual game. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. I could just say I forgot mine. Yeah, uh, but then they'll make yeah. you state your name. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I well, I, I guess I probably won't get in. Can wow. you imagine dropping ninety eight hundred? And by the way. That's that's one of the cheap tickets is 9800 bucks to get into the Super Bowl. Yeah, one of the cheap seats. I mean, that is uh they they've got suites going for millions of dollars. Uh down in the end zone, there's like the win suite area which are just leather like leather booths that are set up. And those have to be like 15 million dollars. Well, you just need to cozy up to someone very wealthy. I, I, I think you know, and and I should have done this a while back. You know, the Sands Corp, uh, they're trying to get casinos in Texas. I really hey. should have just become like a lobbyist for. Yeah. You know, they have their own suite there. You know, they do. Yeah, I should have just been like, uh, hey, what do I have to do? How how much do I have to talk up casino gambling in Texas? In order to get a uh, ticket to the Super Bowl, what well, do I need to do? And you're all about gam. I mean, you're not necessarily about their version, but you know, you're all about having gambling in Texas. I'm fine with it. Let's build some casinos in Texas. Let's do it. Come on, let's go. Adults can spend their own money the way they want to. Fine yeah, with me. Yeah, but the Sands they want to be the exclusive. They want to be exclusive. Yeah, that's true. They want to yeah. be the only ones putting them out. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I don't like about the uh, the the legislation they put forward. But still, I, you know, I'll take it for a Super Bowl ticket. Why not? You could at least maybe get uh, tell them you'll promote. You know, their uh, what is it? Uh, they, they have their own kind of gambling for uh, sports, right? Online gambling. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Everyone does. Everyone has their own app now where you can gamble. So it should be fine. You know, I think it's legal here in Tennessee. Not in Probably. Texas. Probably it's legal in a lot of places, not uh, other than Texas. Yeah, yeah not in Texas. Uh, of course not, because we have freedom here. Um, so yeah, the <laughs> the Super Bowl featuring the Forty Niners and the uh, the Chiefs, and it's going to be very very expensive uh, to get in. We're going to be in a Super Pocket Bowl change, watch party. Chad. Pocket change for yeah. the people going. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll be at a uh, Super Bowl watch party. Imagine dropping $9,800 to get in. That's for one ticket, by the way. 
Uh, then you have to get because you know you're gonna have to get some swag oh, when you're in there. I wonder what a parking place is gonna cost you. If the ticket itself uh, costs ninety eight hundred, the parking may cost you a whole lot. Yeah, to I mean, parking is probably thousand dollars or something uh, stupid like that. To, to get a beer is probably what fifteen twenty dollars a beer. I mean, what a hot dog! If you've paid thirty-five dollars, if you've paid ninety-five hundred dollars for a ticket, a twenty-dollar beer is chump change. I guess so. Family of four going to the Super Bowl, ninety-eight hundred dollars piece. <laughs> I'm a family of six, Chad. Yeah, well, you're out. You're you. You can't go. You're just. <laughs> I can. I would just like look at. I would just look at my family. You all better be having a good time, or else. <laughs> And our team better not lose. Yeah, no joke. If you're going there to be a fan, oh, my goodness. Oh, how would that be? How horrible. How horrible would that be? You're going in, let's say it's the 49ers, and you're going to lose. And, and and you're just, you're hoping. You're hoping you spent $20,000 on tickets, which means two tickets. And so you spent $20,000 on two tickets to get in to the Super Bowl. And your team, let's say, is down twenty-eight to three at halftime. Do you how leave? bad? How how horrible do you start feeling? Even if you've got the money where you can lose it, wh- when do you start going? What else could I have spent twenty thousand dollars on well, that would have brought me actual happiness? And and the other thing is, do you leave at that point? I mean, you no, spent you that kind leave. of money. Do you do you like? I don't want to watch anymore. No, here's what happens. If you spend ten thousand dollars on a ticket, you are the last person leaving. Like that's you're, what I'm thinking. You've you've decided I'm taking the seat with me. Uh, in fact, <laughs> they should give they you the seat to, for that price. They should absolutely give you the seat for ten thousand dollars. Hmm. No, I I'm not leaving that seat until they pry me away from it and throw me out for ten grand. Wow, it's a lot of money. Yeah, that's it's a little bit. So, you know, when I've had some of my listeners going, Yo, you're going to the game? No, 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 no. We're going to the fun around the game. We're not actually going to the game. Well, that's unfortunate. I'm fine what, with it. Uh, no, I'll ask you this. Uh, did yeah. this just coincide with your trip or did y'all no. actually decide because of the Super Bowl to go to Vegas? No, it was uh, it was it, it's all planned. Oh, okay. It it was the Super Bowl was on purpose. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. We, I mean, because you know, we've done Halloween in Vegas, which is kind of crazy. Uh, we've done July Fourth in Vegas. Uh, my in-laws have done New Year's Eve in Vegas, and so why not? Why not do the Super Bowl in Vegas? What? Hey, I'm sure it's going to be a crazy time in Vegas. Yeah. Now the one the one thing that I would like to do uh, is go to Las Vegas during March Madness. Oh, okay. Like I'd like to that I would like to I would love to go to Las Vegas during March Madness and uh, especially for like the first two rounds, you know that first weekend or so, and you're just able to bet on all those games. Uh, that I would like to do. It just because uh, you can reserve. At some of these, uh, at, at, at some of the uh, the sports books, you can reserve like a booth or a table, and I would love just to sit there all day because I, I do that anyway during March Madness. 
just sit there all day and have some great food and just bet on the basketball games. And I think that would be a blast. Yeah. I mean, you would lose a lot of money, but sure. Oh, absolutely. I would. Yeah. yeah if you've ever you seen know, my bracket. I was going to see. I, you know how those brackets <laughs> fall apart. Oh, yeah. If you've ever seen my bracket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be bad. But I'd have a, I'd have one hell of a time. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think that would be a, uh, that would kind of be like one of my, because I'm not a huge gambler, uh, but I do like making some sports bets. I do like uh, craps. So I I think during uh, March Madness, I think that'd be a fun time to be in Vegas. You just set up a budget. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to. <laughs> Make sure you're not walking away with a whole lot less. Yeah, you'd have to. You'd have to set that up. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's what's going on in, uh, in Las Vegas and, uh, we'll be there. So no, no podcast next week, but, uh, yeah. the week after we'll have one. You're having too much fun. It's, it's sad. You're going to have so much fun that you can't do a podcast. I know. Right. So we'll see. I, I may, I may stop by a, a, a whiskey bar and you know, tweet out some whiskeys. I'm going to have. Oh, so, you should uh, do follow, that. Yeah. Follow Make me at, uh, at very, HD radio very and jealous at current in cask as uh, as well uh so here you go uh matt uh, they, they've uh, they've done a, a new study to see uh how much uh, you know the the uh, people are sleeping these days and they have found out that the uh, hottest new bedtime for 20 somethings 9 p.m that's kind of early that's that's very early i don't know yeah, uh, they interviewed uh, a couple of different, uh, a few different uh, people, college kids, I guess. Uh, Emma Kraft, a 19-year-old junior at the University of California, Berkeley, spent her sophomore year living in a sorority house with 65 other girls, still managed her to uh, clock her nine-hour minimum of shut-eye, nine hours. Quote, I, for me, nothing no, good happens there, after 9 p.m. There is no way. No way that the college students are going to bed at nine o'clock. I love it. If 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 you're her dad, you're like, yes. <laughs> She's in bed at nine, asleep by nine thirty every night. That's fantastic. Yeah, I just don't believe it. Oh, uh, that's what they every say. Night, not weeknights, maybe, but every night, really. That's yeah. No, no. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what they say. Businesses uh, used to welcoming night owls are reporting this change of behavior, too. Seatings between 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. now make up 31% of Yelp reservations, up from 19% in 2017. The proportion of reservations between 6 p.m. and midnight have declined in tandem. So are we talking about uh, essentially the Gen Z, the, the youngest generation right now, or the younger generation just now getting into college are yeah, already I mean, 80 years old? Yeah. They don't want to be out late at night. Oh, yeah, this is insane. Uh, because when I was uh, in college, I did not want to go to bed. Ever? Ever. I mean, I, what was the point? And you weren't like a party guy. No, I was not a party guy. But man, I, I worked. Yeah. I worked at nights, made money at nights, uh, and then I had eight o'clock, eight in the morning um, classes, and then uh, I slept in between whenever I got a chance. Yeah, which was stupid, but you know, hey, 
You only go they, to college uh, in, once. They uh, interviewed uh, Will and Kelsey Tinder, uh, Tin, Tin, Turnlund. Uh, they laughed and sometimes uh, they uh, say they laugh and sometimes decline if friends invite them out to an 8 p.m. dinner on a Friday. We're like, oh, my gosh, that's so late, says the 33-year-old Will, who runs an e-commerce consulting business from the couple's home in Austin and is usually in bed by 8.30. So it's a big departure from their lifestyle before the pandemic when 30-year-old Kelsey worked in an office downtown, got home by 7 p.m. Now they uh, work out during their lunch breaks, fold laundry, and prep dinner in the afternoons. This is not, no, this, uh, I do not believe that this is this whole generation no i I believe my kids i have i have uh, kids that are about to be 13 they don't go to bed by nine we try to get them to bed by 8 30 and it's still 9 30 before they get into bed no no, they're just wanting to rebel against you no way no there's no way i think i understand it the uh the, the the uh the guy from austin is like oh no we're in bed by 8 30 you invite us out after 8 p.m because, Matt, remember, it's Austin. You're going to be stuck in traffic for two hours. So if you're invited out to dinner in Austin at 8 p.m., you're not getting anywhere before 10, 11 p.m. That, that, that's pretty that's, – you're, you're getting late there if you've been working all day. I don't know. Well, I mean, if the traffic wasn't that bad that late at night. <laughs> it can be. It can. I mean, it uh, one wreck and, it, Plus, and everything's gone. Plus, with all the bums out there, do you really want to be? Well, that's uh, the problem. Uh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> all the homeless people. And now with, uh, of course, you've got all the, the illegal immigrants coming in. And, uh, I mean, it's a mess. Yeah, you don't want to be out there. You don't want to be out there in the middle of the night. And does, six, does Sixth Street even exist anymore? Uh, when I The last time I was there, it was not happening. It was not a. Uh, there were police all over the place, but it was. It was not a happening uh, place to. Yeah, I've, but I didn't hang around late at night, so I don't know. I've kind of heard that it's kind of dead now, like comparatively speaking. Because when yeah. when I lived there, Sixth Street was the place to be. And I th- I think from what I've heard, what happened? If you remember, the city council made it where the homeless could sleep anywhere. On public yeah. property, and so they just essentially took over Sixth Street, and yeah. all the parks and all of anything that was public property. There was a lot of shootings recently, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, machete attacks in Austin, stuff like that. Well, but the city council changed that. But as far as I have heard, they haven't been able to sweep the homeless away now. No, well, they haven't been enforcing it. Well, that sounds very Austin, doesn't it? It, it absolutely does. Uh, how about this? Out of Florida, a mom in Central Florida has been banned from dropping her kids off at a private Christian school, Matt, because huh. of an advertisement for her OnlyFans account on her vehicle. Wow. Michelle Klein says the school is making her park across the street, which forces her kids to cross a busy road, go down a sidewalk, and walk through the parking lot to get to school. That is, unless she takes the ad for the adult content site off of her car. Klein goes by the name Piper Fawn to promote her adult content. <laughs> just just take it off. She has, well, that's what she does. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, uh, no, yeah, I was, I was like, never mind. That was a bad choice of words that's, right there. That's, uh, that's Matt, that's uh, exactly <laughs> what she does. 
Oh, uh, let's see. <laughs> um, Piper Fine is uh, her uh, her adult content on OnlyFans. And uh, let me look that up real quick. Uh, she says her adult content is a is her business and her way of life. Well, my husband and I had this, you know, little wild, you know, behind closed door lifestyle that we've decided to share. Those poor kids. That, by the way, that's the full quote. My husband and I had this, you know, little wild, you know, behind closed door lifestyle you that know, we've decided still, to share now. She's still advertising. Oh, I bet she has like the upside down pineapple at her house too. Oh, wow. Yeah. I bet she's got that one covered. Uh, let's see. Other parents at Liberty Christian Prep don't want their children seeing an advertisement for that kind of content. Well, they also don't want their husbands seeing it. Exactly. They don't, yeah. they don't want... Uh, or the teachers They don't want their husband to see old, old Piper Fun uh, driving up and dropping off the kids. Uh, Lexi Thomas is one of those parents. Quote, it's a distraction to my kids. Uh, no matter how poorly or how good of a parent I I am, uh, porn is there. It's kind of the first thing they're seeing when they go into a place that should be educating them. Well, not only that, a, a Christian, supposedly Christian. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's a private school, school lady. That uh, they they can tell you to go park it somewhere else if they want to. Just but take... I'm also thinking, what about her kids? That's what I I'm like. Those poor kids. Like if you knew. I can, I'm only I'm going back to my schooling days, okay? If I knew some kid had a mom doing porn or showing whatever online back in the day, there's no way we're not letting that kid know about it every single day. <laughs> with with photos and everything. I mean, you got you got uh, just your every phone, single day. That, you've got your phone in your pocket. Day. Yeah. You could just uh like show him his mom's pictures. Yeah. This, hey, tell your mom uh, she's got a new subscriber. That poor, poor children. And think about it when they get to high school. My oh, goodness. No. Hey, how's uh, how's Piper Fawn doing? She get my five bucks. Uh, what's uh, what's going on? Wow. Uh, Thomas yeah, I mean, also said the decal is distracting because of its large size. Cause it's not just a little tiny emblem on the back of a car. It's taking up the entire windshield. Oh my. Yeah. Uh, I mean, after again, several parents, just, just get several, rid of several, it. After several parents, it's her, it's how she's making some money, man. Well, I understand that, but you know what? It, you, if you want to take your kid to that school, just get rid of it. Get a magnet well, that you I mean, can put on and off. It's, you know, the kid can still go. They just, uh, I guess she's upset that she's got to park across the street. And I'm like, well, that's your decision. Uh, yeah. I mean, that poor kid is, is, I mean, th this is the worst thing you could ever do to your kid. Oh no, there's worse. I've seen other things that are worse than this. Uh, I'm sure. I'm, I just mean, this is, this is child abuse. I think. I, I don't know about that. But like what I've, uh, I, I read an article last year when it was going back to the whole pro-life, uh, you know, pro-life abortion deal. And, uh, you, you had a uh, mom write about how she wished she would have aborted her kid. I'm like, oh, that kid's going to be good. That kid's going to be fine. They're going to grow up great. Uh, after uh, reading that in the Washington post in a few years. 
Oh, yeah. It feels good. Yeah. Oh, look. Oh, mom made the Washington. Oh, oh. So did you. You made the Washington Post, too. Happy. Happy Mother's Day to you, mom. Yeah. Hyper fun on OnlyFans. Let's see. Uh, Let's see. Klein said. Klein said uh, it's easy for uh, people to say just take the uh, the advertisement off. She said, "For me, you know, it supports my family. This provides a very comfortable way of life for us, and it's legal. You know, I pay taxes just like everyone else. I'm not breaking the law. I just I'm just offending people." You're just, uh, you're just, have you, it's you private know, property. she's, she's going to make enough money to pay for her kid's therapy. It's good. Yeah. Klein says she wants the school at the very least to provide someone to help her kids get across the street safely. If they only had a mother, that's, uh, that's, oh. yeah. <laughs> you don't expect her to get out of her car. Do you? I'm wondering what, like, what does the dad do or he can't take the kids to school? Well, he's at home. Like is he on OnlyFans too? Is he? Yeah. I don't know if it's always her and her husband on OnlyFans. I think it's mainly her. Well, she said me and my husband do things or whatever. All right, let me look it up. Uh oh. You're gonna make me have to tell my wife that I looked up OnlyFans, and I'm doing it for the podcast. It's just for the. I podcast. don't want to do this, Matt. I don't want to do this. You've been inches away from the beginning of the story. I, Come on. I can't. Uh-oh. Hang on. Oh, I'm not going to click on that link. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can just find a uh, a picture of Like a picture? Uh, yeah. Okay. There we go. There's one on uh, Daily Mail. I knew Daily Mail would come through. Oh, of course. Daily Mail. And, yeah. Uh, okay. I okay, all right. I'm I'm not gonna say anything. No, is she good looking? <laughs> is she ugly? Um, let me say this: she's from Florida. Now I'm gonna be nice. There's better. Oh, okay. There's there's much there's better. There's 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 better out there. I'm I'm sure she has uh, has her fans. So she's driving a truck. Here's what it is. She's uh, she's driving a truck. This seems like a very Florida type of person. Uh-huh. Okay. She's uh, driving a truck with the uh, the OnlyFans logo. It's not huge. It is big. But it doesn't take up the entire window. It takes about, uh, if you view the, uh, the, the, like the three windows on the back of a truck, okay? Uh-huh. It takes up like the top portion of the uh, the first window oh see that's not what it seemed to make it out to be though yeah and it says onlyfans.com slash piper fawn oh yeah uh if you like uh tatted up girls you know uh you know it's a thing looks like she's been in the sun a little too long well that's pretty normal for florida isn't it yeah that's probably true the uh, parents, uh, okay, the uh, the school cost $8,360 a year. Well, that's not that bad. I mean, it's not cheap, but it's not terrible. No, I'm, I'm wondering if she makes up the money on the uh, the OnlyFans. I mean, I'm sure she does. She charges $13.99 a month for her X-rated content online. 
I don't know if that's expensive or not. I don't, I don't know what people pay. I don't know. I don't know what the going rate is on OnlyFans. See, I had to, I, it, and it, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's that. That seems expensive, but I don't know. I, I know. I'm like, uh, go find. Uh, well, never mind. I'm not going to do not, OnlyFans not research go right now. No, no, no. Yeah, that's, uh, no you've I'm already good. went I'm far fine. enough. Your wife, your uh, wife might already be asking some questions. I certainly have. You know, I was going to, I don't know if you, if I ever told you the story about how I got in trouble when I was in Bible college. No. So, you know, they, they actually would know, you know, what site you went to. And, uh, I, I had a gaming system in my dorm room, which you weren't supposed to have a TV, but because I was very technically savvy, you could have a computer and I knew how to get my, uh, my gaming system hooked up to my computer. Right. Right. So we got online. We were looking for a game. We got on xbox.com. Oh, no. And it popped up for them. It popped up on their little thing. They took me into an office and started telling me I was looking at porn and started like going off on me. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And they showed me what it was. And I started laughing at them and they didn't appreciate it too much. And so I, I showed them what an Xbox was, and they were like, oh, I know that. Like, yeah, you did. Yeah. But I got uh, I got yelled at for a few minutes about uh, looking at porn, and I had never even looked at any. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, I, I think I've, I figured it out about uh, the, the Piper Fawn. Uh-huh. Uh, she's, she looks fine for 35, okay? She's, she looks like she's been out in the sun too long and she's trying too hard to be sexy. Oh, yeah. that I think that... You see what yeah, I'm saying? I can see that. Yeah, it's like, okay. Like, I guess you better make your money while you can. 35? She doesn't have much time left. <laughs> I mean, I'm not... I'm just saying, you know, for, for something like that, that's a young girl's game. Sure. Sure, young as a in young, girl's young, game. young, young ladies game. A young woman's game woman, is, uh, yes. is only fans. Yes. Mm-hmm. 21, 25. She's, yeah. She needs to be offered a little bit of a discount on 1399. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, it's kind of like being a quarterback of a football team. You only have so many years. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You only have so many years. That's Tom Brady. There's uh, there's only so much time you have to yeah, be no, but, the but starting some, QB. Some people can go longer than others. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, uh, yeah, there you go. I I think it's a uh, I think it's a a deal where some of the moms probably. I'm guessing she's probably not the most popular mom there. Mm. Now in high school she might be if she was if her kids were high school age she might be you know I I'm thinking now this is gonna be sad but I'm thinking that that's why she refuses to take it off because she wants the high school kids to know it's there so that maybe she picks up a few uh well I don't know about that I think she uh, she wants to feel sexy man that's that's what it is she just wants to feel sexy nah. she wants to make that money well I mean. I don't know what kind of money she's making. She might be making a lot of money, but she still, says I mean, they live a very comfortable lifestyle. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chuck's a little beat up, but uh, you know that's okay. It's fine. Chuck's a little beat up. She's a little beat up. 
I don't know if she's a little beat up or not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure how. Don't know anything about Piper Fawn, Matt. Uh, let's see. Uh, one more. We got a little bit of time left for uh, one more story. Apple's Vision Pro. Into a little tech news. Yeah, we've, we've talked uh, I've about seen this a, lot a couple of, times. Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen a little bit of talk on the Apple Vision. You know, the thirty five hundred dollar Vision Pro uh, ski goggles uh, is what everyone's kind of calling them. Uh, and, and, and Apple says that it's a uh, spatial computing. It's not virtual reality. It's spatial computing. Okay. I've seen. I've actually watched a lot of YouTube videos uh, and uh, some reviews on this. Not that I'm going to buy it anytime soon. Well, it's like it's expensive. It's at one. It's crazy expensive. Yeah. Two. There's absolutely no reason to have it uh, at this point, except if you are an early adopter who is interested in the latest and greatest uh, technology. And the people who use it, they've said they like it. It's it's a little heavy. It's a little bulky. But they, uh, they've overall, they've in, they they can see where it's going, because you wear it and you can open up all these different tabs around you in a room. You can open up all these different screens around you. Uh, you can uh, you can have a giant like IMAX screen if you're watching a movie uh, in front of you. So oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So I mean, so there's 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 that. Uh, and then people will say that they like where it, it will interact very well with like a MacBook Pro, uh, with your iPhone, you know, with everything that is Apple. Uh, it interacts very, very well with that. Okay. But, but, but if you're, if you're someone not wearing the goggles and you're watching these people, they just look crazy uh, because they're grabbing at things and moving stuff around and you're just, you're wondering what's going on. Okay. So I've, I've, I've got to mention this. Google glasses. Is this not like pushing that now, again? This this is supposed to be different. This is supposed to be very different. I mean, because that didn't go very far. So uh, let's see. This is one write up on it. When you strap on the Vision Pro, you can watch a movie through the screen uh, on your face and see your living room around you. You can pull up a recipe app through Apple's headset and position virtual cooking timers above your pots as you follow the instructions. So if you have all this stuff, you know, you got all this cooking stuff in front of you, you can wear the goggles and you can cook while you are, while you have the goggles on. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I can see where said, some things could be cool, but I mean, you look stupid wearing them. Yeah, well, I don't care about that so much. Uh, when they say you're not seeing the real world, you're seeing a nearly live streaming video of your living room or kitchen with apps superimposed on there. I mean, that's kind of cool. Meta's Meta's $500 Quest 3 headset works this way, too. So I I don't know. I, 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 I think it I think Apple's onto something. Yeah, I, I mean, think they're onto something. They just have to one. They've got to make it kind of cool and uh, to to wear and easy to wear. And once it gets down to sunglass size, yeah, that that's where be. you can wear it every single day. Then then or a glasses you know type deal uh, that you can wear eyeglasses. Then I think they've got a winner. That might yeah. I mean, 
something that isn't like crazy big, something that's not heavy, and something that's less than $3,500. Yeah. Although it could be that the iPhone ends up getting to $3,500 and people are still paying that. I don't know. Yeah. Now uh, they said, imagine wearing a lightweight, inexpensive pair of glasses and seeing digital walking uh, directions in your field of vision. Uh, that point, uh, point you where to turn or imagine sharing a video of your kid's birthday party that makes others feel as though they were there. That's kind of where the technology is going to, uh, which I think will be cool, but it's, it just, it's not there yet, but it's getting close. Yeah. It's getting close. It's getting closer. Matt, tell, uh, tell everyone what, we, what we've been uh, drinking this evening. Uh, we have been drinking the 100% rye uh, Whistle Pig 10. It's a 10-year. Comes out of Canada. I don't know where, but out of Canada. But uh, sold from Vermont, and that's uh, that's what we're drinking. It's a single barrel out of Specs there in Lubbock. Uh, I don't know if you can still get it or not, but um, I'm, I'm drinking it. I think it's fantastic. Um, now, I don't remember what I paid for it. I'm assuming it was around $80. But um, it's a very, very heavy rye. I mean, it. if you are looking for something that's going to just hit you across the face with the rye, this is that. Um, I, it kind of reminds me, I don't... I don't know if you remember, but um, High West has a rendezvous rye that they make. Yes. And I can see some kind of uh, correlations there. The 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 aftertaste of kind of that mintiness almost, the uh, also sweet, um, but but still it, it almost has, I don't want to call it grassy because it's, it's not, I mean, it's just a very... Um, maybe um green flavor to it right you know it, it's it's almost like you're saying it, it's it, it's earthy that that might be a better word but not like earthy is in like dirt earthy or uh heavy oak type earthy nutty. but but just like this earthy flavor to it and it's um i i like it some people probably wouldn't, but I really do. I get a little, little bit of oaky, oakiness and vanilla uh, on uh, when when I drink it. A little bit of uh, a little bit of sweetness, but that spice to it, yeah. uh, as well. It's definitely got a good portion of that rye spice in there, and I'm not talking about you know the Kentucky Hug hot, but just that those that those spice flavors. Yeah, exactly. It has a little bit of those spices that's in there. Uh, and it also, you know, for me, uh, it, it's one that is a, uh, it's a kind of a mild finish to it. Uh, it, it. It's not one that really lingers too long, but it does coat, uh, coat your mouth and uh, has a nice little finish. Yeah, it's, it's got a nice density to it, which I yeah. like as yeah. well. Yeah, and it's different than what we've, yeah, you had the last uh, couple of a uh, couple of podcasts. Yeah, totally different. I uh, mean, that's for sure. This it's, this has kind of that spice to it, that spice bomb to it. It's different on another spectrum. If you remember the Cataleja from uh, Balcones, that was completely off the spectrum, kind of in one direction. This goes the opposite direction almost, but so completely different. 
from your standard everyday bourbons. You're not getting that um, those dark uh, brown sugary uh, sweetness. This is uh, more of a bright, um, even some minty, uh, like you said, spicy. Um, it does have a sweetness, but it, like you said, it's more on the vanilla side and less on the brown sugar side of things. Right. Yeah. Uh, overall, I think it's a, it's, it's a good rye. Now the question is, is it a hundred dollar rye? Is it a good $100 bottle uh, of rye, which again, like, like you said, you can find uh, the, the whistle pig anywhere from probably 80 to a hundred to $120, mm-hmm. uh, depending on where you're looking. Uh, for for this particular bottle, uh, which again is uh, is the uh, ten year single barrel rye, uh, you, you're you're probably looking at anywhere from uh, eighty eighty five to one hundred and twenty dollars. I think it's a decent eighty five dollar bottle, uh, but there are there are bottles that are less expensive that I would enjoy more. I well, think. I was going to say, I mean, you ha- you need to know what you're getting into. If you're a huge rye fan, then this is absolutely worth the price because this is a fantastic rye. But it is 100% rye. It's not like, um, I believe, Rittenhouse makes a 51% rye. Uh, a lot of the ryes that you buy that are, are considered ryes are actually only 51%. They're looking more for the, um, they want that rye flavor to be strong but they're still looking for those bourbon flavors that is not this so you need to know what you're getting into but if that's what you're looking for this is i mean it there's very few places you're going to find something that has this rye forward um but and it's hard to make a good rye from what i understand that ryes aren't as easy to make um because uh, they can easily be over overdone over uh oaked and and different things like this but i I think this one like i said if if you know what you're getting into and you love those rise this is a a great glass yeah uh let's see overall good uh good good drink uh, good bottle one to uh that that you know uh you should probably have it you should probably have it in your uh your collection uh and you'll enjoy it especially from time to time even if you're not a big rye drinker i think it's one that uh that that you'd like to have again I personally would not pay over a hundred dollars a bottle for it. Uh, if I could get it for eighty-five to uh, to a hundred, I, I think I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I think you um, you might be able to find the single barrel for that, um, but for sure, I bet you could find the uh, the regular for around eighty eighty-five. And I mean, it's a good drink too. Yeah. Uh, by the way, some industry news before we uh, wrap up today's current and cast podcast. Uh, Matt, out of one of our favorite distilleries, this being posted uh, on a Friday after this from High West Distillery in Park City, Utah. After years of experimenting, it's finally here. High West inaugural release of Bottled in Bond, releasing exclusively at the Saloon and Distillery on Friday, February 2nd. This 100% High West made pot still rye was made in accordance with the standards laid out by the Bottled in Bond Act of 1897. Uh, One base spirit crafted at a single distillery by a single distiller in a single distilling season. Aged a minimum of four years and bottled at 100 proof in a federally bonded warehouse. 
me uh, right. It was an absolute labor of love for our incredible distillers. We could not be more proud of what they created with notes of toasted brioche and spiced pear jam, apples with sage, and wildflower honey. That sounds pretty sounds tasty. good. Yeah, sounds well, pretty good. I think this is a big deal for High West because this is taking them in a new direction. Uh, I don't know how much our audience knows about High West, but High West is uh, they had always bought and kind of mixed some of their own stuff in there, but but never had 100% of their own whiskey. And this sounds like to me, this is the first time that they're going to put out their very own product. And if you've had uh, Bardstown, Bardstown just released their six-year origin series. It's fantastic. I mean, it's just very, very good. And I expect that High West Standards is going to put that in the same category. And I mean, this is uh, this is a, a great move for High West. Yeah. Now, yeah, unfortunately, and, uh, it looks like it's a limited though. Yeah, so, I was about to ask you. It's uh, it doesn't look like it's it's going to be easy to find. So if you do find a bottle out there, I think you said earlier the MSRP was around eighty dollars. Yeah, seventy nine ninety nine. Well, that's so, what they're selling it at the at the saloon. Yeah. Um, which means that you know more than likely, if you find it at let's say specs, you might get it for uh, eighty eighty five dollars. But if you find it somewhere else, it's probably going to be a little over a hundred. Yeah, yeah, probably so. If you're able to find it <laughs> anywhere that's else, a, but if you do, if. pick up a bottle because it's probably going to like everything else High West puts out there. It's probably going to be pretty good. Then, well, the sad uh, thing so, is that you know, as you know, in Texas and in Tennessee, we can't get it shipped. Otherwise, no, you could we just have buy freedom. it directly from high west and have it shipped to you but no we can't do that no we have freedom that's that's why <laughs> uh let's see here i want to thank everyone for tuning in to another episode of current in cask with chad hd and matt martin reach out to us on social media at chad hd radio and at matt martin radio you can also email us at caskerspod at gmail.com and then i invite you to download subscribe follow the chad hd show podcast anywhere you download your podcast from enjoy life and cheers.